As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Dude, that's not a Fuck. countdown. What? <laughs> All right. That's not a countdown. What is a countdown? Three? Five, four, three, oh, two, five. one. You count sure, down. Sure, sure, sure. Um, all right. Five, four, five, four three, three, two, two one. one. Whatever. Shout hey. out to Zoom delay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome to hey. All the Small Games. Yeah, you games. can do it. You take this one. Welcome to All the Small Games, everybody. Your favorite podcast about small games. Levins, what is a small game? Uh, I believe it's an indie game, another word for an indie game. But, John, what is an indie game? <laughs> I believe it's French for small game. Um, um, yeah, what's up, everybody? My name is Levens. His name is John. It's uh, It's been a couple of weeks since we last recorded, uh, but I've managed to play a few aforementioned small-slash-indie games. John, how about you? Oh, man, I've been absolutely playing a whole bunch of stuff during this... You're so uh, British, then. During this lockdown absolutely. time. Absolutely. I've been absolutely gunning it on the on the indie game circuit lately. Uh, why why am I being shamed <laughs> for being British? For being British and also playing heaps of games. <laughs> no, I never right. shame you for that. All right, fine. I've been playing a cunt load of games, Levens. How's that? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still still pretty British. Uh That's still extremely British. Yeah, that's definitely totally something that uh um, I was trying to think of what the guy who uh, plays uh, Deckard Shaw. What's his name? Oh, uh, Jason Statham. That's a, that's a Statham esque thing to say for sure. Yes, yes. How was um, how was Fast and oh, yeah. Furious? As a quick aside, uh, I, I ranked them. I think I sent you my ranking. Yeah. Um, your favorite one, number two, is pretty low on my list, but it's definitely above Hobbs no- and Shaw. And number three. Um, and number three, Tokyo Drift. I did not like that at all. My favorite's definitely Seven. Seven Inter- is just so absurdly silly, and I just loved every second of it. Interesting, interesting. Okay, yeah. I uh, my- small games, big movies. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Shall we? Shall, let's jump into some small games. Let's talk small games. What do you got? You, I think we have you, to. You, you st- I feel like all I've been doing lately is talking about Fast and Furious. Like <laughs> I got, I got interviewed for my book. Um, on AM radio in in Australia last week on this like you know pretty like well known ABC show hosted by James Valentine so it's like the kind of show that your mum probably listens to every day um, 
and uh, I ended up talking about Fast and Furious. <laughs> and about three minutes into it, I'm like, why am I doing this? What has <laughs> happened to my brain? This book is good for families. Much like Dom Toretto. <laughs> Family. <laughs> exactly. Nelson Hunter, the, the the six-year-old child in my books, his favourite beer is a Corona, <laughs> just like Vin Diesel. If vegetables give him superpowers, wait until you see what happens when he drinks a Corona. Um, yeah, so um, how about those games? Yeah. Um, when I last spoke to you, I was uh, expressing my difficulty that I was experiencing uh, in, in actually playing any game, um, and uh, specifically indie games, um, and that is because I have uh, my children at home with me 24-7. And so I can't really play games by myself, um, sure. Because I'm, I'm not going out anymore. I'm not. I'm not tr- like. I'm not on transport. My wife isn't out at school. So when the kids are asleep or doing whatever else, we're watching stuff together or playing like a board game together. Um, so I don't really have like alone time to play in, in, to play games, and I can't play like most games with my kids. Or so I thought. This uh, every, dun, dun, every game dun. I'm going to be talking about on the show will be like reviewed. And it's in their own merits as a game, and then as a game to play with a six-year-old and a three-year-old. Okay, interesting. You can hear me uh, use this same scoring method on this week's episode of Thumb Cramps. I review the game, the definitely furthest thing from an indie uh, game. Uh, I I reviewed Just Dance 2020. Oh, damn. Dude, it rules. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to be more active. Um, sure. Which is difficult. Another another thing is difficult when you can't go to a gym, and you have children with you constantly. So I'm trying to like you know just think of activities we can do together. Ring Fit Adventure it got really boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Just Dance 2020, there's like over 500 songs of like heaps of different genres. You and me used to always play Singstar. Well, I feel like I forced you to play Singstar. I was I was back there in the for day Sing on the Star. PS2. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> Um, and this is like scratching a weird similar itch where you're just being an idiot uh, in front of your TV screen and they just give you uh, give you random numbers for how dumb you look. It's great. Nice. Um, but, what, have you, uh, what have you got it on? Switch? PS? Switch on Switch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It is on everything. Um, the You can hear that Oh yeah, on this week's Thumb Cramps. Um, I'm going to be doing a few episodes of that, I think, filling in for Zamet for a couple of weeks. Oh, right. Um, uh, he's having a little holiday and so I'm, I'm the ringer. Um, right. Uh, by the way, also every one of my podcasts is on Sans Pants now, which is very cool. Uh, so, uh, all H- more games was the trendsetter. Hell um, yeah, and, uh, number one. Hey fam, hey fam, serious issues, and the Mitchin have followed in hot pursuit and can be found on Sans Pants Radio. Pretty exciting stuff. A true Sans um, Pants boy. But like the one of the main things that was stopping me from playing games was that all my son wanted to do when we had free time was play Animal Crossing, and um, <laughs> right. I've banned Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. I, I, it wasn't so much that I banned it. I just made an active... I was like, you know what? Let's play other games. And as soon as we started playing other games, Archie was like, oh, I love these now. Best thing about Animal Crossing is he's never really understood how controllers work. And because there's no... You know, you can you can just wander around aimlessly in Animal Crossing. That's the perfect game to understand a controller to. Sure. Uh, so now... We play a lot of anything that's like, you know, isometric um, as opposed to like, you know, left and right platforming or, or 3D space. Like he's, he's, he's fine in now. Oh, great. Um, okay. So we've been playing a ton of a, uh, a game that was in, 
a recent Nintendo Direct. Um, it's published by Nintendo, but it was developed by a Dutch developer called Paladin Studios, who mostly do like uh, like apps and phone games, Java games back in the day. Um, the game is called Good Job, and um, it was actually recommended to me by Zamet from um, from uh, Sandspants and Thumb Cramps. Um, he said that uh, it would be like a logical progression after um, Untitled Goose Game, which was a game that both my kids loved. And uh, Good Job is basically a game where you play a- an inept um, worker who is given uh, various mundane tasks to complete in an office. And there is like, you- you've got to do them as quickly as possible. And there's just tons of things around you that you can knock over and break. But it might make it way faster if you do destroy like all the walls so that you can get into rooms faster and then you'll be able to get to your goal quicker at the risk of losing points for destroying stuff. So it is this like weird balance of trying to do things as quickly as possible slash trying to do things as, as carefully as possible. How it, it would be that, but I'm playing with a six-year-old, so it is just, let's just destroy everything it, on every <laughs> level in every room. It's just Chaos and, City. Um, okay. I So you're playing... I know you've been playing a little bit of this too, I, right? I grabbed it a couple of days ago and I've been playing solo. That's... um. How it, is that? It's, I mean, obviously I'm trying to do kind of well at it and I managed to get sort of the first few levels, like A rating across the board. Um, that's it. Like the very first level, the, the first challenge on the first level took me ages because you know, it's the one where you have to like get the projector into the meeting room. Do you remember yeah. that one? I couldn't, yeah, I, love that. I couldn't figure out how to get the double doors open. <laughs> And you gotta break them. <laughs> oh, no, there's some, that's right. You gotta plug them in. That's there's right. a, there's yeah. a plug, but I didn't realize that until after I'd figured out how to break them. And even figuring out how to break them was a total random event. So right, fr- like I was slightly frustrated from the beginning, but then when I kind of got the hang of it, it started to get a lot more enjoyable. Um, like I said, I'm I'm playing solo. Uh, that's that's my quarantine gaming experience is the same as out of quarantine, playing solo <laughs> the whole time. Um, so, yeah, I was focused a lot more on, on, like, trying to kind of logically work out how to do the level in the best way possible. Uh, but I can definitely see why it would be a lot of fun to just go, like, balls out, who cares, destroy whatever, have a good time with it. Yeah, so, I mean, we're relatively quick with each level, but we do destroy, like, at least 50% of the level when when we're playing it. And it is... uh, We've never gotten worse than a B rating. So... Okay. I I, I, I think you should just play it and destroy shit and have fun. Yeah. Because it is, like, that's the carnage of just, like, slingshotting a couch through a through a glass wall and then smashing like you know a bunch of computers it's just such a joy to play and just hearing like my son just cackling with laughter like the other day i slingshotted a a fridge and it hit him and then he flew into the the other side of the screen oh right just so funny like it just like you know those ridiculous physics based games are always so much fun sure i uh, i put this in the same category as like a um like a overcooked or a i guess moving out which I think is Yeah, that, which we're going to be talking about uh, yeah, in a moment. But where it's about like you're having to perform a semi kind of mundane task but under like fairly crazy circumstances that um, you that so, you kind of create yourself along the way. 
Yeah, totally. Look, I think as a game, um, it's it's a great sandbox, mm. um, and I can see them like a sequel to this would be where they refined it, where they made like if if there were there should be a mode where you're encouraged to d- destroy as much as possible. Um, that would be because, that like, would what, be super fun. Because it is it's like breaking things rules. Breaking things and in video games is one of my favorite things about video games, and it's so easy. Like I, yes. I bumped into a desk and caused like a thousand dollars worth of damage without even thinking about it, and I was like, "God damn it!" Well, my new way to play it now is to see how much I can rack up in one move. Nice. So, like, you like find the heaviest thing, you connect a, a power cord from one end of the room to the other, then you use that as a slingshot and fire, like you know, a, like a, yeah, a, a fridge. If I can find a fridge, fridge is always one of the best things to do. Or a couch with people on it, very funny. Yeah. Um, and then you just yeah, you just launch that into the most expensive looking thing in the room and see how much damage you can rack up. I, I, I did, I did a hundred and. 80,000 in one hit the other Jesus. day. Jesus. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, but yes, yeah, so the, the levels are divided up into floors. Um, and my son and I have pretty much have been doing like one floor every time we play. Okay. Um, and that'll, that'll take us like just, you know, a little less than between half an hour and an hour, um, depending on how like useless we're letting ourselves be. As a game uh, to play on your own, I, I can't, I, I don't think I would enjoy it as much. In fact, no. I would recommend you even play it with your wife, Joe, who doesn't play many games, but I think it's a fun game to play with someone who, you know, would like to just play a game where they can do whatever. And it'd be, um, the, it'd be the same deal with Archie, where learning how to use a, uh, a controller. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, um, but but uh, um, it, it's definitely, yeah. it's not so, like, I think you're right about playing solo. It's not something that I'm like, oh, I really, really want to return to this. Like, right, I, sure. I played through a few levels and was like, okay, I, I understand what's going on here. Um, there's not a lot drawing me forward. Like you know me, I'm a, sure. I'm a I'm a plot and narrative junkie, and there's not really a plot and narrative. It's just chaos. Yeah, I'm a chaos junkie, so that's why it makes sense. Sure, I'm a Joker baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as a as a game to play, um, like you know, as an adult, I would definitely recommend it as a co op game. Um, and uh, maybe a game, it's a game that you and a more experienced gamer could could fly through, uh, should you have one in your life. Um, but uh, it's so, you, yeah, Levens. With adults, uh, definitely this is like, you know, around like the, you know, a, a very, very graceful 7 out of 10. But as a game to play with kids, it's not quite the same heights as Untitled Goose Game, but it's not far behind that. So like a 9 for a game to play with children because it is as a thing where you can just like, you can essentially achieve all the goals yourself in in the level. It doesn't rely on co-op for really anything. Yeah. Um, so he can just fuck around in the level and I don't really need to worry about him getting bored because there's always little trinkets for him to find or things for him to break and uh, it's it's a it's a really great game to play with with, with a, a beginner. You don't nice. have to worry about them ho- like holding you back or whatever unless you are trying to have a flawless run where you don't break anything. But that's not really in the spirit of it. No. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, good job, good job. I like it. It's a good game. Nice. Now, um, you you, sim- may, yeah, you mentioned quickly. So, yeah, similar to good job. Let's talk moving the problem, out. The the problem with the like split second delay on Zoom is it just ruins our segues because we both think of shitty segues yeah. to make it the same time, and we both just go for it. <laughs> at the same time. It just, it ruins uh, everything. It ruins banter. It's hard to do banter <laughs> when there's that delay. Um. So. Uh, the game I've been playing, we just started it today. It came out very recently. 24th. Uh, it's, um, yeah, right. So just last week. Yeah. I, th- I think it came out um, in retail this week as well. So you okay. can get this one okay. digitally 
or in, or you can get physical copy if that is your spice. Um, but uh, this game was uh, developed by um, our friends over at SMG Studios. Yep. Um, and that is uh, a, a company that uh, John used to work for. Um, did a lot of writing for their previous uh, big game, Death Squared. Um, so, like you know, are we biased? Maybe potentially. Yeah. Uh, this is also pu- this is published by uh, Team Seventeen. Uh, who are the uh, British uh, publishers best known for Worms and um, Overcooked um, and lots of games that we've loved in the past. Um, but uh, this game very much feels like an Overcooked game. It's a, bit, a lot more forgiving than Overcooked, at least it is in the early levels. Um, you were basically like two... Well, you, you play a, a, a home removalist and so you have to help people move all of their items out of the house and into your moving truck. And uh, I guess it gets more and more difficult if you are not playing with a six-year-old because the controls in this are slightly more difficult than your standard, like, move around, press A. This one utilizes the um, the left and right triggers to hold things. Okay. And uh, you, ha- you have to be holding the items in a certain way to be able to lift them with somebody, like, they're, like a bed, for example. Like, you have no problem lifting a chair by yourself, but a bed or a couch, you need the second player to help you. And often you'll need to like throw the item, so you both need to hold it from the from the right position. Then you hold down Y to start swinging it, and then you both have to let go at the same time right. to throw. It's just it's a game that I would way more comfortably play with you or even my wife. Like she and I clocked maybe an hour of Overcooked before the stress got to us too much. Sure, um, so maybe sure. we will enjoy moving out. Moving out seemed a lot more. I mean, you do like just straight up fail the level if you don't do it in in the time um, allotted. Okay. But, uh, so the we were having a great time in the tutorial, um, but uh, unfortunately, once we got into the meat of the game, I couldn't progress very far because there was only so much I could do on my own. I couldn't really like. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, so maybe not the best game to play with a beginner, um, but uh, also I mean, based lo- so based- much charm. Based on what you're saying, it sounds like it's more of a couch co-op thing than maybe online play. Like, because if oh, you absolutely. need if you I, need that level I, of synchronization, yeah. I, 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 do they even offer an online play option? I'm I'm not sure. I I have I have yet to take a look. I I had a quick look at some like uh, a page about it the other day, and funnily enough, it says that you could play single single player as well. Which yeah, I'm gonna give that a crack because I, I really love the visuals, like the 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 character selection screen, like. The first character you're given to choose from, it's like a, you, you can be a, a pretty generic girl, or then you can be a guy whose head is a toaster, okay, or then you can be a lizard man, or you can be um, someone who has a, a, a pot plant for a head. So like, there's a lot of weird charm, and like the, the level design is really colorful and fun. It looks like there's all kinds of wacky hazards to try and uh, to try and move around. I would love to play this with a group of, of four. For sure, yeah, definitely. It um, because I I think I want to say they were working on it before I left the company, and there's definitely some like wild levels that involve like having to move dead zoo animals. So like, <laughs> so like if you thought furniture was hard, trying to drag a, a giraffe, a dead giraffe, oh, to a truck is wild. Um, it's I've I've definitely been looking forward to to going in on this, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I'd, I'd sort of, I want to save this for post quarantine when I can get a bunch of people over or go over to someone's house and do a proper kind of co-op session on it. 
Yes, yeah, so it says, I'm looking on the website now, there's two things of note. One is, yes, you can enjoy the story mode solo as an independent contractor, contractor, or you can team up with friends co-op. It doesn't look like there's any online. Okay. But a very important thing for me to no- take note of is that there is an assist mode. It says, are you a rookie? No problem. Adjust the game's difficulty so anyone can play. Oh. So maybe I should give it another crack and, and make, it, make it simpler for my son. Sounds great. Um, Honestly, all it would take would be just remapping the buttons so that he can hold things with A, but I don't know if that would get in the way of other controls. Give it a give the it triggers, a crack. The triggers, man. They're tricky. There's tricky triggers. Um, but yeah, look, I, I, I've only I've, I've I've only dipped my toe into this game really. Um, uh, I know a lot of there are a lot of overcooked fans in the world, and we're also big fans of what SMG do and have done and will continue to do. Um, so I think it's important that we uh, at least give them a shout out as a game that has come out recently. Definitely uh, but- love a local developer. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So, uh, yeah, those are two games that, uh, that I've been playing recently. Um, and, uh, John, what have you been playing? And do you have kids to play them with? Uh, Do you want one? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> uh, let's, how, yeah, uh, let's haggle yeah. here. <laughs> this, 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 it depends on what time of the day you ask me. This could be a rough. This could be a rough admission being com- committed to podcast. Um, yeah. 
I've I've there's two games of note that I've been playing lately. Um, like I said, I dipped my toe into good job, but probably not to the extent that you did. Weirdly enough, it's it's a bit of a planetary exploration theme. My my recent game playing. Uh, the dude loves space. Uh, dude loves landing on a planet in space. Uh, the first game, both of these games, by the way, I've finished. Um, uh, the first game is Journey to a Savage Planet. So it was developed by... It was published by 505 Games. So mm-hmm. 505 Games are, like, fairly prolific game um, game publishers who have done a bunch of stuff. They did Control, which we talked about last year, but they've also done stuff like... What else have they done? Bloodstained? I've, they did Bloodstained, didn't they? Yeah, I, I believe they did. Yeah, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, No Man's Sky... Um, indivisible, indivisible, Horus, which we've, which I've talked about. They published Death, Death, they're, Death they're, Stranding. They're responsible for either, either, either. I think they're doing the um the PC version of Death Stranding is what they, is what they're doing. Yeah. Ah, right. They they apparently were responsible for Don't Starve, which is oh, cool. Rad. Love Isn't Don't that Clay? Sp- That's the best published. Clay, it, 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 Clay, the, the big Clay, the publisher. devs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Five five and five published, but yeah, Typhoon's Typhoon Studio, which is a uh, a Canadian developer. Um, it's uh, it's a first person game where you are you work for a company called Kindred Aerospace. They're the fourth best aerospace exploration company in the world. They've sent you to a planet to kind of check it out and see what kind of resources are there and what the company might be able to use. But unlike every other planet they've sent people to, this planet has alien life on it. So your job then becomes to catalog all this alien life. Uh, mm-hmm. But as you as you explore the planet, you realize that you you start finding like buildings and teleporters and things that suggest that this planet used to be inhabited in some way, shape, or form. So then your job is your job changes once again to find out what exactly happened on this planet and why is there no one left. Uh, it's a first person game. It's dare I say, and this is actually something I was curious about: how elastic is the term Metroidvania? <laughs> I mean, is it is this a platformer? It's it it's a it ha- has three D platforming elements, like yeah, first I th- person. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it being a platformer is like a, one of like the main archetypes that people don't really like always harp on about. But yeah, I think it needs to be that first and foremost. Yeah, of course, because it it definitely has like you need to go into the environment and find resources that allow you to build equipment that help you explore mm-hmm. so for instance you you unlock like a, a grapple mechanism that you can use to grapple onto certain things in the environment you can then unlock an upgrade to it that allows you to like kind of skate along certain surfaces that you're grappling like that kind of thing and it's yeah i it's, mean like the zelda games have been doing that forever as well and no one really refers to those games as metroid vanery so okay hmm. i retract my previous metroid Vaniation. Um, yeah, it's an exploration game. It, uh, I, I think one of the main points of it is it has a sense of humor to it, um, which I kind of almost describe as like a bit Borderlands. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure that's a reference that you'll, you'll necessarily get, but that kind of like jolly, Bro-y. jolly yet grim corporate sort of humor. Like, okay. like you know, you're doing a great job, and I hope you enjoy it because you're going to be doing it forever, kind of thing. Um, which is that Borderlands? Borderlands I always associate with like 
um, like like super broy jokes. I mean, it doesn't get that super broy. It's just that sort of like that. Uh, I guess R- real Ted two shit. Right, <laughs> Jesus. Um, where's the, where's the Ted two game that we all desperately want? Um, no, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it super broy necessarily. It's just that very sort of like I said, che- cheerfully morbid, like like you know corporate sort of reminding you that you'll be here forever sort of thing Sounds and all, british very american but at the um whenever you're back in your home like your kind of spaceship which acts as your base there are video screens in the spaceship that play um that play like ads kind of thing and the ads are like they're not they're not animated they're filmed with actors and stuff and they owe like a huge debt, in my opinion, to uh, Tim and Eric. Awesome show, great job. Oh right, yeah, that very sort of like jokey <gasps> corporate feeling, jokey video. corporate at the same time, kind of gross, that sort of thing. And you also get like video messages from the CEO that, again, are like first time I saw it, I was like, okay, this like is this a Tim and Eric skit? What the hell's going on here? Kind of thing. So you finished this game? I finished it. I didn't 100% it. Um, that's, that's, I mean, that's mine. I'm not saying, I mean, do you know how many games I've finished so far this year? First of all, you tell me, do you know how many you have? Oh, maybe s- between probably seven and ten. That's pretty impressive, man. It's a pretty good, good, good run. How many, you want to guess how many I've, I've finished? Uh, Fifteen. One. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, it's, it's been it's been a hell of a year. <laughs> I was I was going off last year's numbers. I was... Yeah, last year I was definitely around the fifteen mark by 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 April for sure. Yeah, but yeah, no. I've, 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 do, you, do you know which game is the only game I finished this year? I have no idea. Couldn't Kunai. couldn't. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Um, I think I think I'll, I'll definitely finish. Good job. We're we're very close. Right. Okay. I can taste it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I got it on. It's um. I was definitely enjoying it while I was playing it. It's like the exploration is really fun. The power-ups you get that help you kind of move around are really interesting. Um, and they make moving through the environment fun. Combat is can be a bit frustrating. Like a lot of a lot of the, the tougher enemies you face are the sort where it's like you have to shoot a particular glowing spot on them and they're running around so much that it's hard to like get them to stand still and and hit that particular glowing spot, which was a bit frustrating. And I sort of, I reached, like, I, f- I finished, I did, I did the kind of finish the last boss and did the thing I needed to do. And then it was a whole thing of, like, well, you've still got tasks you need to complete on this planet. Like, go do them. <laughs> and, and I did a couple of them and then was like, nah, fuck this, and just did the one last thing I needed to do to roll credits and was like, cool, roll these credits, I'm out of here. I um, it's I got the game on Xbox Game Pass, which I think definitely like it it removed that barrier of like oh god I've paid X amount of money for this am I getting the yep. enjoyment that I want? So I think that helped a lot in going like okay cool I'm just sort of like I'm having fun with this game that's great. Um, so if you have an Xbox and you have Game Pass, give this a look. It's a lot of fun. I'm speaking to probably the one person in our audience that has an Xbox. No, it's, it's a bigger number than you'd think. 
two. I mean, <laughs> God, can you imagine? Like, it, it is like for, for for now. What what a great time to have Xbox Game oh, Pass if you're oh. trapped. If you're trapped at home, like it's definitely the console you you want to have. Like, the best feature of the Switch is fucking useless right now. I'm not, you know, you, you can't take it anywhere. So yeah, exactly. It's not portable. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean that's that's what I've been doing. Like, there've been a couple of games that have come up on Switch recently. Um, and of course the difficulty with Xbox is that, uh, I, I take up my living room when I, when I play it and actually Joe, the other day, Joe, my wife did have to say like, Hey, can we have a chat about how much time you're spending in the living room? Like, uh oh. and I was like, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Cause I was like, I'm working from home and like every lunch I just go and sit on the couch and play Xbox and then the work day would end and I'd go sit on the couch and play Xbox and, she kind of, yeah, made me realize, like, oh, I'm sort of being a dick about this at the moment. I should stop doing that. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, it was, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a fun Technicolor world that's, that's, that's weird and interesting and, and great to sort of explore. So, yes, I would, if, you know, I would recommend if you have Game Pass, check it out. You've got plenty of time to do so at the moment. You uh, know what you should do? What should I do, man? Your wife is a ballet dancer. You should get her Just Dance, and you guys should do Just Dance together. Right. It okay. rocks. <laughs> I mean, you, we, can't, we can't go to gyms at the moment. Just fire up, you know, Cardi B, Bad Bunny, J Balvin's. I like it. I reckon, I reckon you know, your, your Latino blood, you could, you could <laughs> get, get five stars on that song. Right. At least. <laughs> with, with some practice. <laughs> two, and a, two and a half stars. I'm half Latino. There's my, so much reggaeton, it rules. It's my, so good. <laughs> my Australian side would screw me over. The other game that I've uh, that I've finished lately, and this is actually, it just came recently to the Switch. It's a game called In Other Waters. Man, um, yeah, I've been seeing this advertised so much. Yeah, it's, uh, so In Other Waters you play, it's, well, hold on, it's by a, the developer is Jump Over the Age, which is um, a weird name. Uh, it's apparently a one-person team, but according to the credits, he definitely hired on a bunch of contractors to help him with this. And mm-hmm. published by Fellow Traveller. And Fellow Traveller have actually done uh, a bunch of cool stuff. Um, they Did you ever play Framed? That yeah. iOS game where you move the frames of a comic around to make stuff happen? I, played, I, played, I would have played maybe an hour of that and then I got over it. But I, Yeah, it's a cool game. Yeah. Um, Great concept. N- uh, the Stillness of the Wind, uh, which is that game about, I think, refugees. Neocab, um, just a bunch of other games. They apparently focus a lot on stuff that uh, does really kind of interesting narrative things. Um, they will be publishing Genesis Noir, which is a really cool point and click that I'm waiting on. But um, yeah, so in other words, you play as an AI controlling a, a sort of a submersible diving suit that um, is inhabited by a woman who has come, like the suit is on a planet and the, a woman has come to this planet looking for a, she's a, she's a, a biologist and she's looking for a woman that she used to work with and also have a relationship with who sent her a message asking her to come to this planet. So, Playing as the suit, you're essentially working with and taking direction from this woman on sort of what she wants to achieve. And so first and foremost, you're trying to find this this woman who called her to the planet. And then you come to, or this woman comes to realize she works for a company very similar to Jenny the Savage Planet, 
um, a company that is involved in exploring exoplanets and what resources they may offer. But every planet she's found so far has been barren and dead, except this one has life on it. So she's like, well, hold on a minute. Why wasn't this widely publicized? What exactly is going on here? And so as you explore, you kind of uncover exactly what happened on this planet that would result in the company covering it up. Um, it's it's a very sort of gentle game to play. It's in, what would in, you compare it to? It's it's fucking hard to compare it to something really because like, is it I mean, similar in tone to like Kentucky Route Zero? Not not really in like tone wise. Um, it looks kind of it looks it looks like very wordy, but also like a little bit like more. I don't know, like texty, but in a, in a way that wasn't necessarily reading. I it's, I mean, it's it, it conveys all its stuff through very short snippets of text. So there's never that you never feel like you're you're reading too much essentially because it's coming in short bursts, and most of the rest is based on the actual exploration. And the explore, like the whole game, essentially takes place on a topographic map. Um, of the ocean's floor and you you kind of like you scan the area you scan the area you're in uh which reveals like points of features which is how you move you move from feature to feature and it might be like a feature might be like oh it's a pile of rocks worn smooth by the tide and then the next one will be like oh it's it's the beginning of a forest of undersea creatures or undersea plants kind of thing um the scans also reveal creatures and you then have to individually scan these creatures to kind of build up a database on them. Um, yeah. And so you like, it's, it's a fairly gentle game except for certain areas where like one area has, uh, it's called the bloom and it's essentially this fog of toxic microbes that steal your oxygen as you move through it. So you need to move, really fucking quickly to do all the exploration you need to do but generally it's just it's it's a very calming experience to just wander around um it's fun to like find all these new species and as you sort of like the more of them you scan as i said the more detailed picture you build up of them um you collect samples of them to help you build like a database of all the life on this planet uh similar to Similar to what the the one thing I enjoy, or the one thing that I really enjoyed about Animal Crossing was collecting all the species and logging them in the museum. Right. So that kind of like tickles this a little bit of like, oh, I've almost discovered everything there is to know about these species. I'm going to go back and explore to find the the one thing I haven't scanned yet to um to kind of like to 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 finish that thing off. And your progress in the game is actually based on how much of this this like database of the biology of the planet you've built up right um, does this game have a blathers no it doesn't Damn. you you i guess no are you yeah uh you are your own blathers in this i found it i found it to be a really compelling experience particularly as i started to get more into the like what happened on this planet element of the story my one my one drawback would be and i'm trying to do this without listing any spoilers but the game definitely has kind of a point of view and towards the end of the game or the narrative, it really kind of starts to hammer you repeatedly with that point of view 
to the point where I was like a dialogue with the woman piloting the suit that you're or the, the woman in the suit that you're control of she'd start a dialogue and i'd just be like oh god damn it shut up like i again I get it. with this flat earth thing <laughs> i i get it just yeah sure take take flat earth for whatever the you know if you play the game you'll find out but yeah it just started to get a bit like a bit oh like there are definitely times where it gets a bit overwritten to a certain extent but other than right, that okay, sure. it's like it's a really nice almost meditative exploration game. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, and really... Well, I would say like, what, what the, best, the best version of a game like that is... is like, Journey is the one that, that is like, incomparable. Um, and then yeah. after that, I mean... And then by the same company, same studio, Flower. I loved that. Uh, did you play Abzu? That was pretty beautiful. Yeah, I mean, all, all of these games have a much more physical element or a more action-based physical element to it. This is this is just literally moving moving a dot from node to node to node to explore, but at the same time, like reading these little descriptions and and you know, like I said, there's the moments where moving around, like because you have a you have a power and an oxygen meter, and if either of those run out, it kind of resets you back to a checkpoint. And so there are certain areas where it's like a bit more thrilling in terms of like, fuck, I've got to move fast if I want to achieve the thing I want to achieve in this area. But um, I mean, it's definitely like, uh, like playing through it, I was reminded, like I constantly say on this, but it's like, this is fucking cool. Only indie games are doing experimental stuff like this. Like sure. you'll never play a AAA that'll have this kind of gameplay and this kind of like focus on narrative because AAA games never let you move a dot. No, no, disgusting. Um, yeah, so those are the two games that I've I've put a lot of time into lately. Uh, you finished I'm, them, dude. Finished them. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that today was the uh, release day for Streets of Rage Four. Man, so keen on that. Um, the same studios that did uh, Monster Boy and the uh, what's that? Hold you, on. you keep talking about it. I'll tell you what it is. I've, I've got them all here. Uh, so it was developed it? by LizardCube, .emu, and GuardCrush. Um, .emu are responsible for a heap of stuff, including Wonderboy, uh, The Dragon's Wonder Boy, Trap. Wonder Boy, not Monster Boy. They, 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 that's right, which was an amazing um, uh, launch title on the, um, on the Switch. Uh, they did Windjammers. Um, they did... What else have they done? They're just known for just very beautiful animation, and like a yeah. brawler is the the, mo- the the best kind of game for that. Yeah, a really, a, a brawler game where an arcade brawler with beautiful animation uh, is so exciting. And I mean, did you grow up with the Streets of Rage games? Oh, I play. I definitely played a couple of them as I was coming up. I think mainly like I didn't have a console during that time, so it would have been like arcade based sort of stuff. But yeah, definitely. It was they're such yeah. great arcade games, um, and I'm I'm so keen to get stuck into this. I, I love Brawlers, and uh, I hope this is. I feel like we always bring this up, but I hope this is the Scott Pilgrim Brawler uh, tier or higher. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I had I had a bit of a go over lunch. Um, oh shit! Nice work. You already got it. I've I've got it loaded. As I, I was like, maybe this isn't a good one to play with the kids. No, um, but it definitely it it supports two player co op if that's your bag or if you have someone around to co op with. But yep. um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's very fun so far. Slam and soundtrack. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to putting a bit more time into that. 
Do you remember um, um, that game Shank that we played oh, hell uh, yeah. ages ago on the PS3? I would I think that was a Clay game. I think Clay made that. Yeah, but that was w- another beautifully animated brawler. That was I great. I would absolutely love if they bought Shank and Shank 2 to the Switch. Yeah, that'd be perfect Perfect Switch games. Come Amazing. on. Amazing. Come on, Clay. Give us, give us some Shanks. Yeah, Shank us, Clay. Shanks very much. We didn't go through all the platforms that our games that we've spoken about today uh, are available crap. on. Crap! Good job is uh, Switch exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have uh, Moving Out is on Switch, PS4, Steam, and Xbox One. Radio. Um, the Hold on, let me just bring it up. Let me fucking find it again. Uh, <laughs> Journey to the Savage Planet. Yeah, Journey to the Savage. Well, we know it's on Game Pass. In other waters is Switch, Windows, and Mac. Um, And then Journey to a Savage. Did you play it on Switch? Yes. Great. Yep. And then Journey to a Savage Planet is PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Windows. Um, And then Streets of Rage is. Well, it's definitely on Switch. I can tell you that much. It's on Switch, PlayStation 4. Uh, Xbox, Xbox One and Windows. and Windows, yeah, 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 dope. Um, cool. So I picked up a couple of uh, of really great indie games uh, on some Switch sales recently. Some unbelievably cheap uh, indie games that I've, well, one that I've always wanted to check out, and that is Toki Tori Two. Um, you know, have you seen that? You know, the, the, the kind of older arcade game Toki Tori, where you play this dumb bird that can just whistle and stomp. No, and it's like one of those classic, like you know, very limited movement games. It's kind of the game that you would play on a plane in like that's built into the plane seat. Oh right. Oh boy. Um so in twenty thirteen two tribes um made a Metroidvania sequel to Toki Tori game, which is still a p- puzzle platformer. However you get upgrades and um there are different things that you can do that can allow you to access areas that you weren't earlier in the game. So uh, I started playing that with the kids um, and uh, that was uh, interesting. I haven't really played like a, a game where there's secret things with the kids before, and they're just screaming at the screen, Dad, Dad, get that. Dad, you're not going in that direction. Why aren't you jumping up? Because like, he can't. <laughs> I've not got that ability yet. <laughs> um, uh, and I also got um, a game that is on... Uh, I had my eye on it as a, uh, a game to play on my phone for a while, but it, for whatever, like because of the sales, it was cheaper to buy on Switch. And it looks like a really great version of it. Um, and that is a, a, a card game golf game. So a card golf game called Golf Peaks. This would be like a perfect Apple Arcade game that I feel like like everyone would play if it was on there. Um, it is a, it's, a, it's a puzzle game where you uh, basically like play golf, but you have like a limited amount of moves that you can do. Like, you know, you can putt it forward to one card. It's all mapped to cards. And so you say you have a hand of four cards, you have to work out which the order in which to play the cards in. Um, and uh, I was hoping for something a bit more open-ended where there's like multiple ways to win and it's about how many of the cards you use to get a better score. But there is absolutely, you know, only one way to play each level. Uh, I, I'm like 40, 40 levels in of the 120 that you get when you buy this $3, $3 game on Switch, and it's it's lovely. It's beautifully presented. And the first 20 levels, tutorial levels, are like a, a, a dream to play. Um, so I don't know how much more I'm going to get into it because now I'm like stuck and it takes me 10 minutes to figure out how to complete a level 
and you're always like, it's that Barbara is you thing. It's like, do I want to spend 10 minutes trying to figure it out or do I want to spend 10 seconds looking it up and ruining the experience for myself? Uh, yeah. So I'm, it's not, it, it, it starts out so relaxing and fun and cool and then it gets like frustrating. And then puzzles. Yeah. So you, you've played this one on, on your phone? Yeah. I played it a while ago on iOS and I think same kind of thing. Like I was enjoying it and then I hit a wall and went like, ah, there's a million other games on my phone. Awesome. So that's what we've been playing and what we're going to be playing in the next few weeks. A bit looking forward to doing an episode about Streets of Rage in the near future. Yeah, um, definitely. Before we uh, sign off for the day, I have one email from uh, Roger who writes to us and says, Hey, Levins and John, in trying, to, in trying to pass time with self-isolation, I've been getting back into Don't Starve on the PS Vita. Been playing the Reign of the Giants DLC pack and it's so challenging but fun once you get going. Firstly, what's your thoughts on the game? I think Levens has tried it out a while ago. Second, what's your take on having permadeath mechanics in games? May I recommend you guys giving Don't Starve Together, playing Don't Starve Together in a, in a co-op. It'd also be cool if you did a live stream video gameplay with commentary type thing. Kind regards, Roger. Okay, first of all, Roger, big ask, considering yeah. like it's, it's hard enough for us to even podcast regularly these days. <laughs> but um, at the best of times... Uh, but yeah, I mean, John, actually, you told me to play Don't Starve years and years ago, and I, I bought it on, uh, I bought the Mac version, and I played a couple hours of it on my Mac. You were f- much further into it than me, and I, I just kept dying, and it was the, I think that's the first roguelike I've ever played. Don't Starve is like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a survival game. Yeah, where so you start I, with nothing, and you have to craft a bunch of shit to, to survive. Yeah, so I've, um, funnily enough, the platform where this really flourished for me was iOS, um all right yeah interestingly enough um just because this was before i had a switch and so i was playing when i was on the move i was playing a lot more stuff on my phone uh Mm -hmm. i actually managed to like finish is a is a tough way to put it because it's all kind of like the way the game is set up it sort of chains chains playing the game together like playing different sessions of the game together in an interesting way but i actually i managed to finish one world essentially um uh i also quite enjoyed the the follow-up which was don't starve shipwrecked which is which was based more on like islands and having to hop between islands um but yeah i love don't starve it's great the the co-op i love, I love the visual style yeah as well the co-op element to it i'm not too fussed on to be honest it's it's a game I'm happy that's to because, play solo. That's because I'm your only friend, and I that's, never want to play games with you. That's true. <laughs> it's not the game's fault. It's mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. I, I would love to do streaming stuff with John in the future. I mean, when we have, if we ever get it set up, I would love to just like find obscure um, indie arcade games, even if they're bad, and verse verse you at them. Uh, my dream is to to recreate your Bucks weekend and like do like a ten hour stream. Of you, me, and a bunch of our friends playing Nidhogg too. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. That is that—that's the actual dream. Yeah. Um. But uh, look, hopefully, that's something to look forward to in the future when we can uh, be in each other's houses and play video games once again. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of All the Small Games. If you want to get in touch with us, like Roger did, you can send us an email to allthesmallgames at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at All the Small Game, um, and uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash All the Small Games. Come and say hello wherever you would like to, including on our personal accounts. John is at 16Tacos. I'm at Levdog uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and Patreon. 
Um, I just put up a new uh, DJ mix on my Patreon Patreon today. It looks um, so fucking good. I'm so looking forward uh, to going in. So my I do like I, my Patreon. It's like five dollars a month. You get it started out as like one monthly mix, but then so many people signed up, so I I made it two monthly mixes. And today I hit a goal where I'm now doing a podcast about music every month now as well. Uh, but the latest mix, I, I try to do one hip hop mix and then one like throwback, nostalgic high concept mix and uh this one is a uh there was a club in sydney called purple sneakers where john and i spent way too many uh nights and mornings uh in our 20s and uh i tried to recreate the heyday uh, the kind of songs that i would play when i played that so if you want to check that out it's patreon.com slash lev dog if you want a uh, hour-long mix filled with uh what is it the rapture yeah yeah yeah's uh, and the bravery, some bands that I hadn't even thought of in over a decade. It was a fun mix to put together. Hot, hot heat, but not bandages. That's because <clears throat> the song. Oh the shit! Song of which, I've hit a nerve. The, okay, one bandages is considerably harder to mix, but also "Talk to Me, <laughs> Dance with Me" is a much better song. All right, that's fine. <laughs> um, I'm looking. I'm looking forward uh, to hearing your thoughts on the mix because I know you like it when I step outside the realm of hip hop mixing. Um, yeah, you like it when I I challenge myself because God mixing, uh, like songs with live drums is so much harder to mix than hip hop and uh, and house songs. You just got to you have to like remap the drums yourself. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, Super worst f- indie game of the month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. If you want to check that out, it's patreon.com slash levdog. Um, and we will see you when we see you. Hopefully, filled with rage from the streets. Yeah. So four four times the amount of rage on the streets. Thank you so much. See you next time. See ya. Bye.
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 